welcome back to Obravo after a bit of a sabbatical. I don't know. We had um, a couple weeks hiatus. We were just going through some stuff. But we are back. As an Obravo family, you know, we're here for each other. We've got personal lives. We've got our own situations going on. And lucky for you guys, we still watched Housewives together. We just... I mean, I went in a heavy spiral of probably binging old New York. Yes. So we were there. We were with Housewives. They were there to ease the troubles of our personal lives. But, but we're back. We're back now. We're back together. We're up to date, which is kind of really... like We're up to date. We spent lots of time binging stuff to make sure that we were ready for you guys today. And I just want everyone out there to know that if you're feeling a bit bummed out... Watch Housewives. Watch Housewives because it really because <laughs> your helps. life's never that bad as Housewives. Grab your best gal friend, have wine, eat dark chocolate, and watch the Real Housewives, mm-hmm. and it'll cure all your pains. There's nothing else better than that besides maybe like stalking all the Vanderpump people. On- oh my god, you guys! Instagram. I don't think so. I I feel like maybe last episode that we had done we talked about the fact that lala was pregnant or that she revealed that she was pregnant okay, yes that's probably where we were that was a while ago that feels like years ago now. i think we said that maybe we didn't No, even. we did we okay. definitely spoke about her so being then pregnant. since then so we had lala and stassi pregnant since then Brittany revealed that she was pregnant which can we just talk about i feel like we saw her in so many posts recently pre this pregnancy announcement and really she was, i don't recall seeing her very much i guess maybe i'm imagining it I don't know. Like, it's like, and I feel like when she posted, she looked like quite pregnant. Like, she looked like way more pregnant than Lala. True, but also, yeah. Lala's um, body is like. Yeah, a little bit more potential. I feel like Lala might be a bit earlier on in her pregnancy. I'm they just both making could stuff figure up. out. So then, so Brittany announced that she's pregnant. So blink eight million times if you're unwell, Brittany, because we're so scared for you and your mother and fatherhood situation it's like, just so weird because now you're like damn like you are you're with jacks for good now like like you're tied to him forever yeah and the relationship wasn't going that well like when we last saw no. them like, and i said like pretend. i do feel bad like i know you guys out there some of you um critiqued my opinion to post the meme that i did on the Wait, instagram where i said meme? um I said Brittany when she found when she found out that Lala and Stassi were pregnant before her, and it's like Brittany doing like a sad face. And oh. some people were like very quick to tell me, you know, maybe she's having trouble conceiving, which I totally I respected the fact after you said it. My reasoning behind the meme was more because she had spent so many months being like, I want to be the first one to have a baby. Like Bye, she was just like so like adamant about it that I was like, oh, like. But you know, know. you know what's interesting, though? She was the last one to announce she was pregnant, but she would have known she was pregnant when Lala came out about her pregnancy, right? Yeah. So it's like, how long do you wait, A, because you don't want to – like, you don't even tell your friends when you're pre- early pregnancy. You want to keep it to yourself, but let alone the world. And then also then I guess you don't want to step in Lala's shadow. Yeah, I think they all took turns, like, trying Who's to figure next? out the PR. I mean, maybe Katie? Maybe Katie or Sheena. I can imagine her – but so know. there's more goss in this section. And this is something so crazy. Like Vanderpump Rules, I really thought like pregnant, 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 like this is all over. But the drama just keeps on chugging along. And it's like if they all have babies at the same time, this is like a whole brand new show. Bubby Vanderpump Bulls. 
But also I find it interesting watching because Katie obviously isn't pregnant yet. Maybe. Well, I she mean, I said be. that about Brittany, but That's then look, whoopsie doopsie, it's but Brittany. It's so it's so hard to get pregnant. So it's like they're all pregnant at the same time. I just find it crazy. But they had always said that. Remember in scenes in the past, they'd be like, we all have to get pregnant at the same time so we can have babies together. Totally. I get that. But like, I feel like a lot of friends say that and it's like, hey, reality of the world, it's actually kind of hard to get pregnant. I think maybe just that COVID all happened and then everyone was just like, this Bunk is a good down. time to, to give it a red hot go. Sexy times. So um, we've had two gender reveals since we last spoke. One of them was, so as we know, Stassi's having a baby girl. Um, Lala had a gender reveal where she had some poor, poor man that was commissioned <laughs> to come down in a desert in Can a you pay parachute. Someone? I mean, I think they did. I'd never seen a gender reveal like it. But like, I, are you like specifically hired for gender reveals, or are you just like a guy that comes down for lots of things? Look, controversial opinion. Mm. I want to have a gender reveal. No, Kendall. I do. When I'm pregnant, like it's like how much fun. Isn't but, okay, it but- much funner to figure out whether you're having a boy or girl with like all these people around and you do some sort of colored thing, like fun. Okay, yes. But I like, love do we have to jump reveals. out of a plane? No, I don't want someone, some poor person to jump out of a plane with like a pink or blue parachute. But I love like the, you know, when you pop the balloons. Okay, can I ask something? And I'd be like super pregnant and cute. Can I ask something about gender reveals? Do it. So we obviously saw Lala's over the top one. Then we saw um, Brittany. Brittany's like more cute one that I liked. It was like she popped something and like confetti came out. It was blue. They're having a boy. No, do you see it all? Like it was like. Um, it was like a color dye that all came out in their pool. Oh, I thought the pools are just blue. No, I think that like some sort of like color came out of the pool first. Water color? Yeah, like <laughs> like no, anyway, it was like the pool I was that's like free. That was free. <laughs> the pool was like light blue, and then they had some sort of like color dye, like um, you know, like water mm, push that okay. came out. Yeah. I did see a lot of cuts of her pool i just thought that was a pool no no it was like the pool was the gender reveal okay interesting i'll have to find the video so you can uh, see okay. what happened um but i okay so when you are revealing you're like breaking a balloon or you're like poofing something out of a poof and it goes <laughs> confetti is that do you, does the girl know what she's having yet no so then how so what like the so, midwife is making a confetti on the side <laughs> no, no no so basically you from what i've heard and i've never i'm not pregnant and i've never had a baby or a gender reveal but it's the first time the husband and wife know what the gender is. Yeah, but how, like, who is the one so that, mm. you go when you go to the ultrasound or whatever, mm. where you can find the gender, you tell them that you don't want to know and you want them to write it down and put it in an envelope. Oh, dear God. Okay. Wow. Then they can write it down, put it in an envelope, whatever. You go to a cake place, you go to a balloon store and you say, here's the gender. We're having a gender reveal. Um, can you please like bake a cake with like a white icing on the outside and whatever the baby is like blue or pink on the inside. So like the, or you give it to like your best friend and you're like, please organize. Wow. Yeah. There's so many questionable things about this. I don't know. I just really like it. It's I mean, really it's stupid, fun, but I'm I just, just like, really I like mean, it. Like I want to have idea, one. But like, yeah. Okay. I'd rather have a gender reveal than a bridal a shower. Surprise. Yeah. I mean, bridal showers are just like I mean, at least everyone's like, what is it? Oh, my God. And then I'll be like, I don't know either. And then we're all like, what? I don't know what the fuck it is. It's a girl. It's a boy. Okay, okay. Kind of true. But, yeah, I still find it weird because you could then have a boy and, like, it be, like, not into blue, you know? 
Well, yeah. I mean, the gender stereotypes is pretty sad, but at the same time, it's like, well, it's just easy. Blue. Okay. Well, blue anyway, blue. this was fun, and now I feel a lot more better about knowing about them. So thank and you. You can go to mine. Thank you. I will in be twelve there. years. I'll be the person that writes down. Oh my god, do oh, it! Stop it. I'll like, you, put green in your it? confetti, and, and I'll you'll be like, like, oh god, I don't it's know a, what it is. It's a leprechaun. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, should but, I do it by a cake or like a balloon or like a parachuting man or like a, a pool filter color? I think color? anything to do with food is always a winner because mm. you get people on side no matter what happens. Maybe I'll do like a samosa and you have to like cut it in the samosa oh, and it's stop. got like a color I'm in so it. I'm so hungry right now then. Oh Thank my God. You. <laughs> so, okay. So they had the gender reveal, Brittany. It was kind of cute. I agree. Like I'm against gender reveals, but I liked this one. Well, was like low key. realize that it was to do with the pool. No, but it, it's still like the pool is still low key, more low key than an ugly person, like an ugly, like, I don't know if the person was ugly, oh I couldn't God. see, but I mean, like, don't, like, why? <laughs> that you, like, ugly person. No, not, not the person was ugly, but don't you find it really ugly to have like some random coming out of a plane? Like, yeah, and it was just like they were all like in a desert somewhere, like it didn't look that fun. Whereas Brittany and Jax's at least was that at was their fun. house. It was like, like personal. Yeah, and it was interesting because, um, Sheena was in attendance of Brittany and Jax's um, gender reveal. Yes. But and jo- jo- Ariana jo- Brock. Brock, that's the one. Jock? Jocks? I don't know. There's so um, many names. But Ariana and Tom were not invited to no, either gender reveal. Ariana had a really funny um, Instagram where she posted a picture of her stomach being like, mm, not pregnant this is just after a burrito and just yeah. want attention and people were like oh shade but I don't think I think she's just being funny but it's also it's so sad to me because I mean like I know I mean obviously like we've seen that Kristen has managed to make amends it just makes me upset that like Tom and Ariana are still like isolated from me too like I mean I don't know I'm still so emotionally involved in the band of crew like I know they're all crazy and annoying and I wish you didn't watch them because they're so problematic but like I can't help it but honestly you like snooze for a day and you're behind like last time I heard like um I listened to Lala and Randall's podcast and they were talking about how much they love Sheena and Sheena was on that was like two months ago which not like in my head nothing's happening that time and now Lala's come out and said all the stuff about Sheena only being her friend when it suits her and she said that Brock like when Sheena had her miscarriage like Brock was not there for her he went and played golf like it's just like the shit that, and she was like, she makes great reality TV because like she's got these messy relationships. Like what Lala said publicly was really horrible about. Sheena. It's really mean. Like even if you feel like that, like that takes a lot. That's pretty um, like that's pretty disrespectful. And I'm kind of impressed that Sheena hasn't said anything back publicly yet. I'm like, go Sheena. I mean, yeah, Sheena's a yeah. I feel so bad for her. Me too. I feel like she just always gets the rough end of the stick, and it makes me sad if Brock's not as good at of a guy that he is appearing on her Instagrams, you know? Like, I feel like yeah. she's obsessed with Brock and she kind of does that with a lot of guys that she sees and he seems really great, but I guess we haven't heard but anything But I think bad. as well, a lot of the time, like, with miscarriages, like, it's really inappropriate for Lala to comment on how Sheena or Brock handled it because, like, she's forgetting that, yes, Sheena went through the miscarriage, but it was also Brock's child so So, like he's allowed to deal with it however he wanted to we don't know that maybe he like decided to go take his mind off of things and then come back and like deal with it like is that the way that he deals with things that go wrong in his life whereas Lala like didn't have an emotional like she shouldn't have had an emotional game in this situation so her not being there for Sheena is like more important than 
Brock yeah. deciding to play golf because like well Brock was dealing with his own pain like you know what I mean like it's like it also yeah, makes me really great. angry because I feel like Sheena was always one that stood by Lala and now Lala is fully accepted into the group because she dates a guy that you know gives all of them private chat trips and I don't know it just kind of annoys me like it's nah, totally it feels like she's been like kicked to the curb yeah pretty much but yeah, there's so much to unpack there. So do we think that Katie's going to announce next or do you think she not? I, I mean, I think Katie wants to get pregnant, but I think she's just like... Probably... I'm sure now she'd be like, oh my God, I oh. need to get pregnant. Like we've got to do it while everyone else is. Totally. But like also she's probably just normal and having normal conceiving issues. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> not her, but it's even crazy that I'm talking about it, but it's like, it's just crazy that so many people in a cast have pregnancies at the same time. Yeah. Like what, maybe it'll be Kristen. We'll be like, holy moly. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or Faith. Maybe. Like it is just, who knows what's happening next. Anyway, that or was Raquel. <gasps> God, I forgot about her. They weren't at those. No, they wouldn't. Well, they've kind of made good. I don't know. I think they're just DJing and like living their best lives. They are. That's true. I saw today on James Kennedy's Instagram stories that he um ordered the world's most expensive taco for dinner. Oh, how much was it? He did not say, but it must be more than twenty dollars. Maybe it's like sixty dollars. That's an expensive taco. That see? is an expensive taco. But ticked off his list. He's done it. Good for James did it look Kennedy. Good? I mean, yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Was it a burrito or a taco? It might have been taco. Oh. I don't know. He said taco. Okay. Okay. Bye. Sweet. <laughs> okay. So then we're into Summer House. Can I start? Yes. Oh my God. So because okay. I have no idea what this news is. So I kind of miss Summer House. I'm having a bit of a, like a, I miss it. Like maybe yeah. it needs to come on and then I won't miss it, you know, but it's, it's, it's been a while. Um, it's been a while and it's so weird because I know they started filming in June or July and then they've, they've wrapped. Okay. But, like, I feel like the whole time I saw them on their own Instagram, so I'm confused. Yeah. So, like, when did they film? But um, People Magazine today was, like, People did a magazine. post that was, like, Paige and her boyfriend, Perry. Like, people think they've quit, blah, blah, blah. And I was, like, interesting. So, I went on, did a bit of a scoop. So, yeah. he, they've both unfollowed each other and deleted lots of images of each other. And he did a post being, like, um, heading off to somewhere else. Like, I don't know. You know how they quarantine together? Yeah. And then he was like, um, miss you wherever he was. Not Paige, but he was just like, see ya, Florida, or wherever he's going. I just made up a city. But something like wow. that. Wow. And this bit is not that exciting, but people thought it was. Um, She was wearing, like, some sort of jeans. And she was like, so lock up your men or something. And they were like, see, she must be available. But I would probably say that if I had a boyfriend, you know? Wow. But, I mean, I think, I think the fact they unfollowed each other says a lot because they were, like, a very Instagram couple. Very Instagrammy couple, but I didn't think it would last personally. Neither did I. But it lasted longer than I thought. Wow. Interesting. Anyway. Um, that is I interesting. Think that's all the summer house because I have, but I just really noticed today that I miss you, summer house. Come I miss back to my too, summer house. And I think that kind of wraps up our news. No, wait. Oh, no, wait what? Do you mind if we talk about Bronwyn's daughter? Oh my god, yes. So there's been some OC news this week. Which, um, hello, OC, who are you? You know, I'm really, like, I'm not even, like, thinking about it. I'm not even excited about mm-hmm. it, which is really sad. I hope that, it, like, I get more excited about it when it comes around. I'm just not excited to see COVID on yeah. our screen. I'm like, like, we're going to be over it by then. Hopefully. Or we'll be dead, but either way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never be able to recap it because COVID, what? We can't talk about it. Um, anyway, so you guys, um, some news with Bronwyn, apparently. So she posted 
something on her Instagram, which I think she's since removed, where she's like, hey guys, like I'm um, hosting kind of like a seminar about co-parenting and what it's like to parent when you're separated or going through a divorce. Um, like in her Instagram stories? Like on her Instagram post, because oh, she's okay. doing some sort of like Insta live. Right. Um, so everyone was like, what? Like, oh my God, she's getting a divorce. Like, what the fuck? And then she like, I think deleted it. And then simultaneously, like, as this is happening, there's also Bronwyn's daughter, um, Rowan. Yes. Rowan. Two points. Rowan um, posted something with the caption that was like, I fuck my mom. Or no, it was like, fuck you, mom. Or something as the caption. And then it was like, fucking hate you, mom. Like, she changed it like a couple times and it was like really mean. And then she just deleted the caption altogether. So everyone's Deleted the caption or the image? The caption. Oh, wow. So everyone's thinking now that her and her husband are potentially getting a divorce, which would be really sad because she's got like 8 million children. But also they're they're so weird. Sorry. But like they just seemed always too I perfect. Think he's gay. Me too. But also like maybe not. Like he's allowed to wear high heels for fun mm-hmm. and weird necklaces. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's something not like. Maybe him I, and Michael I, from Potomac should <laughs> Seriously. Just like figure out what there's something about into. their relationship I never bought though. Yeah, like whole, I mean like, I think that like reality TV can often bring out like the worst in people's relationships. So like true. it wouldn't surprise me that it was her first season last season and then now this one like they would be having problems. And they had like that house they went to for like sexy date time. It's kind of weird, I thought. Yeah, there would definitely be like other people that go there as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, I think that was all of our news for the week. Um, we're going to jump into a recap of the fucking craziest episode of Real Houses of Potomac and maybe of Housewives of all time. I'm excited. Sorry, get excited because there's a lot to um, debrief. Yeah, so grab your glasses of wine and let's party. Okay, you guys, we are now doing maybe one of the craziest recaps we have ever done in the history of Bravo. I think this episode will go down in in history. I know I said history twice, but like, I think <laughs> it really will. Like, I think this was probably like one of those episodes where you cannot go to the bathroom because every time you go to the bathroom, something crazy happens. Like there was not a second of like... Any, there was no, no filler scenes. No, no filler scenes at all. Like Kendall and I got um a bit of in in for dinner, and usually we'd be like, let's pause, let's go out. We're like, nah, we were taking shifts to get our papa dumps. We were like, nah, you go first. I'll go next. I'll take notes. Like it's like run, run, run from the kitchen to the lounge. Like it was all a go. Yeah, holy shitballs. Like if anyone out there has never watched Potomac. Like, I'm envious of you because you have a lot of shit to binge and it's incredible. Like, I I wish I could go back in time and, like, unwatch Potomac so that I could binge it again. Like, I can, I'm looking at Kendall now and she's smiling. She is full of joy right now for this episode as I am too. It was just, like, I can't, like, and we don't even, I'm lost for words, but at the same time we're about to spend 30 minutes talking okay, about should we start? So, so we kind of like last episode we were at um the barn kind of charcuterie setting style of a bar I don't, I don't know what I it was I think it was like a winery okay that's that's what they call them so it's a winery and all the girls are standing around and there's like everyone is talking about the whole Ashley Michael thing 
Yes, which was really crazy. Which is wild. Ashley's basically like, you know, that Michael and I don't have your normal marriage. We sometimes invite other people into the marriage and our bedrooms. And she basically confirmed that those images that had gone viral of Michael were in fact him. So that itself like would be like 8 million episodes of Beverly Hills. Like there's no way. Like that was crazy in and of itself. And we all thought that was kind of what we were going to get left with. And they're all standing around, like, drinking their wine. And I think Giselle, obviously, um, brings up Candace and Monique. And she's like, how are you guys going? How are you feeling? Um, And then I think Candace starts being like, oh, like, yeah, the girl that, like, pretends to fall asleep when I'm leaving the lake house. So I kind of forgot Giselle brought it up. Giselle kind of stirs the pot of it, I feel. Oh, my God. She's such a pot Which is fine. It's not like she was responsible for what happened next. But it is... But had she not bring it up, like, they might have, like, been able to talk about it in, like, a more no. relaxed setting. I just feel like sometimes she loves the drama, which, you know, I really appreciate as a viewer of the show. But it's just good to know it. And it's so hard because, like, had – because I watched the two episodes before this episode, mm. like, last night. And, like, had I – like, you asked me two days ago, like, would I have been Team Candace or Team Monique? Like, I 100% would have been like, oh, obviously Team Monique. But having watched, like, some of the Lake House episodes with, like, how Monique was reacting to Candace, like, having – pulling Giselle and Ashley aside to talk about the whole Ashley rumors thing. And, like, Monique just seemed like she had something – some, like, really deep anger towards Candace. And, like, I don't yeah. – to the extent where we we don't know. No, I know. That's, that's how I feel about the whole situation because at the Lake House, Monique was angry at Candace, which I get, like – as, as Robin says later in this episode, like, she's super annoying. Candace can be super annoying. Yeah. Monique seemed to have, like, a really, like, deep hatred. Yeah, it was a rage. And I get the whole thing where Candace apparently spoke to people and made up a rumor that or spoke the truth. We don't know the truth. Um, about, about their marriage. About, yeah, Monique kind of getting with her trainer. But it just felt like Monique really had it out for Candace. Like, it was kind of just, like, deep-seated hate. I agree. So, so... We get to that point. I feel like with Potomac, like the women, when they're fighting, it seems like one person saying one line over and over again and the other person saying another line over and over again. That's true. So I think that this one was like Candace being like, drag me, drag me. Oh, aren't you going to drag me? Aren't you going to drag me? Aren't you going to drag me? And then I think Monique was like, oh, what's your hair? Ooh, ooh. And it was kind of like a pun or like a reference to the last season when she was like, I'm a drag you pregnant or Yes. And I feel like she was like, what, are you going to drag me again? Like that kind of like a bit of a... Yeah, so it seemed to me... It was personal. That Candace was kind of egging her on. Like it was when you're like, ooh, you want to hit me? Yeah, come and hit me. Like come and do that. So then Monique starts like, they're really close to each other. um, And Monique starts kind of like flicking her hair like a couple times. Like she just uses her hand and flicks Kendall her hair. Kendall was going to do it to my hair. She just looked at it and I was, <laughs> I like, was like, silence is never the answer. Hands off! <laughs> um, but she so she starts it. flipping um, Candace's hair and then it looks to me, and I might be wrong, but it looks to me like mm. Monique then grabs Candace's hair like in a fist, very tight, and that's when Candace has her glass from her wine glass and starts kind of just like um like pushing it at Monique like it didn't look like it was like that like a hard hit but it looked like she started just being like 
I don't know. Well, I mean, if someone's pulling your hair, I guess, like, you have a glass in your hand that's full of wine. Your gut instinct is to kind of be like... Yeah, like, I'd be like... At least, like, I would want to chuck my contents of the glass at her. We're making, like, a... I don't even... It's like we're the power of Christ compels you, <laughs> like, blessing movement where we're just like, ah, Jamal ah, Bryant ah, would ah. be proud. Because that's pretty much what Candace did. So she's carrying the glass and she she does. Like, she hits Monique in the face with this glass and you can see Monique, like, getting water or not water like wine white wine on her face and um, at one point the glass did break so then it's kind of like it looks like a bit scary it, yeah like it's now a weapon really yeah so i think it was like monique still holding this piece of hair that she originally grabbed and she's holding 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 and then candace is kind of like punching over with her hand that has the wine glass in it the wine glass is now broken so it kind of looks like candace is holding like the more intense weapon, but at the mm. same time, Monique's the one that's not letting go. Like, she will not, like... Yeah, like, at any point, I guess, that's the thing. At any point, Monique could let go of the hair, and that's something, as much as in this fight, I, I agree with Kendall, like, I've been so team Monique. I really like her. Candace is really super annoying to me. But at this point, I'm like, Monique actually definitely could just let go of the hair. To yeah, get a, to, like, to, 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 like, if she wants to stop this, she can't. Whereas Candace is, like, just trying to... To get, get her off. To get her, her. off her, Because right? I feel like when someone's holding your hair, you're like, off, get off me. And like, I mean, it hurts. Like, she must have been strong. So, uh, like, first it happens, everyone's kind of like, the women are like, stop, stop. And they're then, all around. I think it takes, like, two seconds maybe before yeah. producers run on. And I was like, well, there are so many producers. But, like, they still, it still didn't stop automatically. Like, she just saw, Monique saw red. Like, she is just going for it. It's like time was like, you know, when you go to the microwave at work and you put on something for 30 seconds and it feels like it takes like 8 million years. Yes. Like you're like, I just put it in my 30 second microwavable rice and then you're still like. And then Johnny from accounts comes up and you're like, fucking hell. And you're like, oh, let me just check my rice. And it's like, oh, 10 seconds to go. And you're like, oh. Talk about our weekends again. This was mm. literally like what that was. Like it was like all the producers around and they're all, everyone, like everyone shouting, Karen's there. Like Wendy, I feel like is right up in it. Giselle's right up in it. Ashley has gone to the bathroom. There's a lot to see. Like, uh, like Kendall said, someone at work was saying, you need to watch it again and again. And we like automatically were like, can we go back? Because I wanted to look at everyone. Like, Giselle, like, I don't she even She wasn't, remember. like, up in it. I feel like she was, like, standing next to it. She was more, Whereas like, Whereas Karen stop. was very, like, Karen was involved. getting, yeah. Wendy, I think, was very involved. They were, like, really, like, no, neither of them looked like they were taking sides, but it looked like they were, like, this let's stop, stop this, stop yeah. this. Everyone's pretty much shouting at Monique at this point. They're all, like, including the producers, they're all going, let go, let go, let go. Because it, it really, it is, like, the thing that's going to break up the fight is Monique's, like, grip on Candace's weave. So it was just, like, oh, my God. It was crazy. And eventually she does let go. Candace kind of, like, falls back with the disheveled face. And, mm-hmm. like, a producer immediately whisks Monique away and I feel like at this point like we're already starting to establish blame yeah I feel like at this point well I don't know what you think but I think it seems to go blaming more on Monique yeah because if someone takes you away from the group it seems like you're the problem that's true and then it leaves Candace to be like consoled by everyone else all the girls and be like what happened yeah okay so they also bring in producer James they give him like a Little, little subtitle being yeah. like producer James and James were like I feel like oh! we've met him before, right? Yes, I think he was the one last week with um Ashley and Michael when they were talking about their marriage, 
And then yes, he I came around and was like, thanks for being honest. Because Michael's like, I want to turn off my mic. We think we've okay. done enough of this conversation. So blah, blah. this producer's, you know, he's getting up there in the he's world. Getting, he's ready to make his own IMBD page. Yeah, he is definitely updating that LinkedIn. Jimmy Jimmy James. Mm. Um, And so the producer takes Monique to like this little... Like, I want to say it's like an emergency stairwell. It's a firewall. Wall. Well, what? It's a firewell. Fire exit. Like, firewell. Whoa. He fire... chucks her into the firewell. Fire exit stairwell. There it's we go. A, yeah, stair, stairwell. I was like, where's the firewell coming from? Um, and he's just talking to her, trying to reason with her, but definitely seems like straight away Candace is like quite emotional about it, like doesn't know what happened, like doesn't want it to continue. But I feel like Monique's just like, yeah, she's seen red. Monique, though, did make a point immediately in the stairwell, stairwell the fire. The yep. fire pit of hell. To quickly tell famous British the James that, well, you know, no, she, she wasn't with James. Class. She was with a different person. Oh, damn yep, it. Sorry. <laughs> Monique sorry, was with James, a different producer. Another person. Um, Monique was automatically saying, though, like, I wouldn't have done it unless she had a glass. Like, automatically, like, she's bringing in the idea of a glass being thrown at her. Yeah, because her lip is split. Like, her mouth looks a bit Which busted. it is. It is true, but the gla- I don't think the glass was there. I the definitely beginning. think the hair flick and then the came hair grabbed. Even, I was going to maybe even give her that the hair flip came first, but the glass came second. But I do think it was hair flip and grab and then glass. Me too. Like, we watched it a couple times. I'm pretty sure that's what went down. Which, again, brings it back to, like, you can just watch Monique. Like, she's angry. She, like, these women don't want Potomac to be like this, I don't think. Like No, like, so they're all proud of what they've accomplished. And I don't think anyone wants to see no. grown women fighting in their friendship group. So, Monique, like, she's in the stairwell. She's still angry. Like, and you can tell that, like... Even though she's been pulled away, like, she hasn't, like, reached her senses. Like, she still wants to get out there. Like, Candace <laughs> starts yelling at her um, from the outside. She starts being like, oh, yeah, that little wimp. I don't know. She starts, like, taunting her a bit while she's in the firewell. And Monique's like, let me out, let me out, let me out. And Karen's so cute because Karen is such a maternal, yeah, beautiful soul in this scene. Like, And you can tell she's, like no team anyone she's like you know what i've been out here i've seen candace i need to go in and see monique i need to go and see monique and she's like trying to get in and the producer's like yeah Who's and there? she's fully aware that um candace has all the other women around and monique's alone so yeah. she's just being a mother she's adorable and delightful and the greatest human known to mankind karen huger karen huger and um and they won't let her in and because monique's like still clearly angry and monique's like well fuck it i'm gonna go around and she like leaves the fire exit she somehow finds an Exit. So they take Candace outside, the producers, and they're like, get in the car. And she's like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. Why am I the one being taken away? And the producer's like, look, we just want safety at this point. Yeah, it's protecting you. Like, get out. Like, yeah. And meanwhile, Monique's like running in the woods. And someone's yeah, she like, somehow gets out of the fire escape. It's crazy. And someone's like, oh my God, was that just Monique running outside? And she's still trying to like attack Candace Honestly, as she's getting into her car. That scene reminded me of a horror movie where you get trapped in the basement and then you, and then like you think you're like, you're fine, like, you've locked the guy in the basement and then he just comes out from the side and you're like... "Eh." Oh, my God, it would be petrifying. And also, it's, like, that's when you realise, like, Candace and Monique are at such different places after this fight. Mm. Like, Candace is very, like... She feels really embarrassed and sad and, like, Monique is clearly, like, still super angry. Like, she's still ready to, like, run yeah, at her and because we see... We, we get these scenes of them in the car um, as they go home or go to wherever they are 
And I guess, yeah, Monique is on the phone to Chris and he's mm. like, she's telling him and she's obviously still angry and he's like, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. And then Candace is talking to her Chris, Chris Tupunol, and Tupunol. He's, he's being like super just like, are you okay? Are you so, yeah. like, and like you can tell already Candace is like ashamed of the situation, whereas Monique is like still angry. Yeah, and Candace isn't – it seems like Candace isn't trying to make any excuses, whereas Monique's like – fuck her like she said these things about me mm. it's just crazy because i would have never expected us to be discussing this like with the like and i'm like i'm still pro monique like i'm not necessarily team monique but i still am like rooting for her well that's why i feel like there's some there's something to the story we don't get because i feel like in all of like monique's confessionals i've always been like i i see her side and i think she usually doesn't let things get too built up like she's pretty good at letting go of stuff, so I think she must have been just like something's happened. Betrayed, like yeah. something has happened. Yeah, with their friendship, that's just irreparable, and it had an impact. I think on her family or something. It has to be that because Chris doesn't seem the same this season. Like he seems really angry. Like their relationship yeah. doesn't seem the he's same. He's not coming off as the best husband, but obviously, no one knows what happens behind closed doors. But he's just seeming really like a little bit less supportive than he has. I would say in the last seasons. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that is crazy because that's pretty much the first five minutes. Yeah. And we've spoken about it for like a while. Like there is just so much like power. It, it, it was the end. It was just like, it was outrageous. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the next scene we get to, it's like, obviously like the next day after the fire, we go to Wendy. She's with her daughter. Wendy, like, when she first came on the scene, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, you know, new housewife, blah, like, I don't know. She was like kind of introduced with Candace. So I was a bit like, oh my God, another friend of Candace. But I've got to say, like, I'm like a major fan of Wendy. Like she's probably like up her. there with like fave new housewife and Leah. You know what I mean? Nice. That's like a big call, but I agree. Like, I, I feel like we haven't adorable. yet seen enough of her, mm. but I do like her. Like all, all, all like signs point to yes. I get, yeah, good vibes. I think that she's, like, smart. She's sweet. Like, I like her husband. She's pretty much kind of, it's like, she doesn't have a bigger role in this episode, but that's because there's so much drama going on and she's just having a normal life. But she kind of just has a side comment to her, like, little one-year-old or under one-year-old girl being like, that was not okay, like, from last night. So pretty much we get her judgment of, hey, last night wasn't okay. Then we flip to Giselle and Robin chatting on the phone, being like, whoa, last night was, like, out of control. So we get that all the girls are pretty much like, last night was a big deal, and that's not how we do things around here. Exactly. Um, and Giselle's packing up the, her three little chow ran to go to Atlanta to open their restaurant. No big deal. Just no your average Saturday of opening your own restaurant. I'm 14, and this is my restaurant with my two 13-year-old sisters. Yeah. So no big deal. What was your first job? Um, I was a babysitter. Oh, that's nice. I know. It was a super, um, I didn't like work at a retail store or anything. Oh. I managed to find like a network of babysitting parents and I had them all on my phone as like, blah, babysitter. Like their last name was babysitter. <laughs> and they'd all pay me in I'm cash so and like jealous. I just watched TV. So like, I was I like, you know what, this is fine. I was a dish pig. So I told, what? yeah, at 13, it? became a dish pig. I earned $6 an hour. Is that legal? I don't think so, but I don't, I think I like. I think, I don't know what I think. $6 an hour in Australia is like way below minimum yeah, wage. Yeah, but I, yeah, I don't think I was old enough to work either. So it was like a bit, like I felt very independent. Oh, where, where? Um, it was just up the road at the cafe and I 
worked set, wait, how? four hours a week. I got 24 a week. $24. <laughs> yeah. What? Big bucks. And you Big washed bucks. dishes? Yep, did. And I got blisters on my hands because it was so hot. So I just, I really related to these oh guys. My gosh, I know. But you know, let's What did serious. you buy with your $24 a week? Oh, I, st- I saved it. I haven't talked. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Those $200 has really, really done me good that I, summer. I've got it in a piggy bank. And I it's really gonna... don't know where it is, but um, yeah, it was child labor, you know? Wow. And then did you work in like hospitality or a retail store when you were older? Yeah. So then I went into a bakery. Yeah. Baker's Delight? No, like a bit of a, Baker's Delight's like an Australian cool bakery. I went into like a really rando bakery where the guy was really mean and he locked me in the freezer once. What? We have to take this off offline. Offline, but oh it, it's a deep story. What? But I got out and I survived um, on purpose. Yeah, I think it was a joke, but also like it was six whole minutes in a freeze. I was, um, like, <laughs> I was young. I was scared. Oh my god! Um, and then I worked in retail throughout uni, for, university. For where? Um, Priceline. Oh, good one. Yeah, but did you have to be a chemist as well? No, no, no. I don't. Did people come up to you and they were like, "Always, I yeah. want." And like, I'd be like, the chemist is three doors down. Like, hey, yeah. I've got there an itchy so, vagina. And so you're like, oh, I, I was just... like, I know all about that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, there were just so many people wow. asking weird things. So many good stories. That'll be on another podcast oh of what to do when you're 12. Okay, and get I'm $6 so sorry, you guys. $24 sorry. a week. You fucking anyway. don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> so, But no one did give me a restaurant. No um, one did. It seems like a wins. nice gesture in theory, but in execution, like if this was me, I'd be like, like guys, like what? Like I had no input in this. I didn't get to see no. the restaurant. Well, I did like I don't later. even know if I have a passion for restaurants. Well, that's true, actually. Like what if they want to go into veterinary stuff? Yeah, I just think it's stupid. Yeah. But I mean, later in their restaurant, I do like that they went there for the opening, which also is a bit weird because it's like, opening a restaurant you've kind of never worked at but there's this big hoo-ha and Giselle and Jamal um a, that's really oh good couple name Giselle there's and Jamal. so much to unpack okay, but sorry. that's I've, not, yet. I've, not ru- yet I've rushed ahead but just because you you've skipped we've still okay. got there's um a scene with Candace and Chris okay and then we've thing. also got another scene with um Monique and her Chris mm, okay, where so they Chris's. in person discuss the fight and again you see like we were saying before with the phone calls you've got candace's chris who's super like i've made you a cup of tea like let me stroke your forehead and like let's talk about this and like what do you want to do and like how are you feeling Mm. blah blah and then you've also got um monique's chris who in contrast is like doesn't want to talk about it clearly and candace is like fuck we're on camera like we've got to like address it but you can tell he wants to get off camera like yeah, he's he, upset, he and she's like, well, what did you think of it? And he's like, well, I, you already know how I feel about it. And she's like, well, what did you think of it? And he's mm. like, I'm disappointed. Like, I don't think grown women should be fighting. I really like Chris and Candace. Like, you can tell that he's like, fuck, why did she have to do that? Like, this is, like, not something that – it's not good for our image, I think is what he said. And she was like, I don't care about our image. But it's like, yeah, he's clearly, like, not happy about it and not supportive of her at all. Like, and I think it's scenario. too fresh for her. Like, she obviously we're learning that she gets quite – angry and yep. i think she's not yet over the anger to be like yeah that was wrong i think she knows it's wrong but she's still too angry to admit it yeah 
So she's still, like, Candace seems like she's moved to a different place than Monique after this fight, even with this conversation with the Chris's. Yeah, Candace wakes up and she talks to her husband and she's like, I woke up and I was like, whoa, what happened last night? My God, the anxiety would be crazy. Yeah, it's like having a hangover. Like, is that the, what? Yeah, drunk drunk anxiety. Anxiety, that's the one. Hangover anxiety, it's the worst. Yeah, I feel like that's how she's taking it. Like, oh my God, what happened last night? Whereas really... I feel like Candace, uh, sorry, Monique should be quite regretful and she's not yet. Exactly. Um, And then we've got a really interesting scene again with Karen and Ray. Mm. Um, And they're talking about their relationship and kind of where they're at these days. And I was telling Chantelle as we were watching, I was like, you know what? I just think it's Ray is just really, really old. Like, even if you watch him, like, hobble around, he's got, like, a bent back. Like, he looks like he's limping at all times. Like, it's just, he doesn't look well. Well, that's a shitty thing. Like, I know I have parents of friends and, you know, I guess they're 20, 25 years difference. And it's fine when you are younger. And it is fine when you're older, but it's just more of a commitment because one of you is in a time of their lives when they're going to need more, like, health help. So yeah, it's like, and they're more tired and they just want to eat yeah. a home-cooked meal and rest. Whereas 20 Karen's years is a like, lot of difference in energy levels oh and, my like, God. memory. And Karen's just started, like, her own business. Like, you can tell she's not really at that stage of her life where she's ready to be old and hobble around. She's got a fucking great booty. She she's does. ready to live her best life. So they've got this person in. Ray apparently is really not keen on therapy, but they, they've got this life beautiful coach. soul in to talk to them about their relationship. I, I know. She seems really sweet. And basically it was really, it was a really open conversation about love. And like Karen, I think says, you know, like, I know I'm in love with Ray. Everyone knows I'm in love with Ray. And then the lady asked Ray if he was in love with Karen. And he was like, I think so. It's not what you want to hear. No, it was quite, I mean, I can see like from his perspective, he's like, look, we've been together for like 25 years. Like, do I feel the exact same way that I felt about her like 22 years ago? No. But how old is he? I don't know, 70? He's oldish, right? On the older side of life. He's a bit frail. She's taking care of him. He's happy and content at home. Like, are you, what are you going to do? Go out on your own? Like, of course you love her. I don't know. I think he, he's not I doubting that he loves her. He's just not sure if he's, like, ready to go for that spark. Like, it seems like she wants to be wooed yeah. by him. And I just don't know that he, like, has that energy to woo her. I think, yeah, I think it's just a sad reality check that, like, they're both in different places. Yeah, and it was, it was, so she took it well, I think, in front of the woman. Like, she was being, like, really, really cool about it. Well, it was kind of cool as far as, like, anyone called a life coach. I feel like I automatically don't like them, but I liked her. No, I really liked her. Like, I could hang out with her. Same. And she, so then she leaves and they kind of, like, Karen's like, oh, you know, like that really took me by surprise. Like everyone knows that I'm in love with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she goes upstairs and we get again the fourth wall broken, which is like, I'm like, we get this episode is giving us like too much. And we are spoiled. Karen's like in the in her closet and she's like, you'll take this mic off me. And she's crying. because She's just upset about what Ray had said about not sure about being in love with her. Like it was just outrageous. It was. But, you know. The show must go on and we're on to the next scene where I think it was... I know. It's like, we can't. We were like, whoa, I can't type my notes fast enough. But Ashley and Michael, I was 
we up to next? Oh my god! Yeah, we were like, we can't. Um, no, actually, no. Sorry, we're not it's even not, there. I know it's not actually Michael yet. Oh we my go. God. Um, we've got a scene with Giselle and her dad uh-huh. having brunch. Mm-hmm. Um, with. Giselle's kids. So this was beautiful. They went to a little cute cafe and they had brunch and Giselle paid. And I just love her dad. Like I love her dad. From how he treats her, like what we know of him, he sounds really cool. Like he's accomplished a lot. And remember like last time we saw his her dad, it was like when they went to the like memorial about like yes, slavery and in New was, Orleans. He was amazing. He's incredible. Like he's just obviously a really great man. So I like I'm automatically on team Giselle's dad at all given times. Same. So we find out in the scene that just like Jamal cheated on Giselle while they were engaged. We didn't know that. I did we? It was just while they were married. I mean, I mean, she never confirmed, but like, it's nice to know. So Giselle said they were, yeah. So he cheated on her while they were engaged to the point where, and obviously, as a dad, like that hurts you. And um, Giselle's dad didn't even go to the wedding, so she was quite scared to tell her dad that they were back together given that like when it first happened he didn't even go to the wedding and it was interesting because like she told him she was like you know like Jamal and I are trying to bring our family back together like this is what's gonna make me happy and he seemed like so for it like he was like look like I just want you to be happy like and she was like oh she was about to cry and she was like oh like I just want to know if I get married again will you be there and he was like of course I will be I'll walk you down the aisle so like this was like a beautiful touching scene. And I like I totally it felt totally genuine. Like I thought he was like, look, it's been how old's her kids? Like 13 14, is the youngest yeah. one. Like it's like, you know, it's been a long time. He trusts Giselle. He wants to be there. He's getting older. He like he knows people change. It just seemed all genuine, which I think he is genuine. Not saying he's not, but yeah, anyway, more we'll come to back come. to that. More to come. But, yeah. Then we go to Michael and Ashley. Thank you. And um, this is like the bit that I was excited for, even though I'm excited for this whole episode. Oh my God. It was like, this is literally everything. Like we're not even missing a single scene, it's you guys. So much happened. This, this, there's no fillers. So we're in their apartment and Michael's sitting there and I just, oh, Kendall can tell you. Like when he came on, I was just so angry at his red, silly face. I was just like, oh my God, she hates him have... so much, which I hate him as well. And it annoys me that I know that they're having another baby right I now. Know. Like, I'm I think like, that sucks. also hurts because. Anyway, so this really fertile, annoying guy just had like this, you know, rendezvous at a hotel or something. And he's just coming in and he's being like, well, I didn't feel the passion. It's like, what? Like, yeah, or it's like, oh, I didn't feel like we had enough sex. Like, like, have we not heard about Ashley? Okay, Ashley's baby is like, what, three months old? She tore her like butthole she spoke about. Like, you should be supporting this woman who looks amazing. You've given her a hard time to get back into her pre-baby body which is just shit and she's the one who's solely taking care of this child as well like when she rocked up she was like oh i'm so tired you know baby dean is like waking up at x y and z and he's like oh cool that's weird yeah he's like well i get that probably not as much as you but i'm tired too and in his annoying australian accent yeah and it's like well yeah it's like obviously she's the one who's doing a bulk of the work so no wonder she doesn't want to like fucking bone you every single night so then she brings up the beautiful ashley brings up a post-nup which i've never heard of but i was like whoa go ashley because we all remember last season when michael brought up a prenup because he was like you know we had a prenup for three years but i think i want to extend it to five years which ouch that would fucking hurt like it's a relationship but she did it it she's like she's got a 50 50 split now and now she wants more yeah, and she's like, now if I leave, I want no arguments. I'm just going to get this money. And yeah. she's obviously being smart for her baby. And Michael hasn't really given her 
all that much to go off as far as trust. I mean, it was only last season we saw. Okay, this is what I also want to talk about. Oh Sorry, God. I'm expanding. No, do it. I expand. hate Michael. So hate last him. season we saw the whole like we saw on camera that he did actually tap that guy's ass, yeah. and he was like, "Can you not?" But like, why? Why is he still on our TV show? He was found guilty, right? Like not in a in the court, but in the Bravo. Um, well, I mean, we didn't actually technically see him touch the ass. We only saw the cameraman. We only heard it. We only heard the cameraman say, hey, man, don't do that. And it seemed like contextually, like it would make sense if that's what happened. But he's adamant that that's not what happened. Uh-huh. And like, given that the way that just like, um, that Ashley like blindly followed him, follows him. Like, I'm like, it doesn't surprise me that she needs more hard evidence or whatever. Yeah. And even yeah. with this circumstance, it's like, it seemed like she was like, Still you know what? Enough. Like, it is what it is. Like, we've had a bit of an open, more open relationship than a lot of people do. So, mm. like, maybe it happens when we drink. Maybe maybe she's done the same thing where she's like, I don't know. We know we don't know. It seems like we don't know a lot about their relationship. But bottom line, good on you for asking for a post-nup and stay tuned. So then we've got Giselle. They're in Atlanta. I honestly don't feel the chemistry between her and Jamal. I don't know if it's just me. Like, I don't feel like they're together. I don't either, but I don't know if maybe they just don't show us. Like, Jamal to me seems like he's just like this little guy with suave, a suave suit. I don't know. He just annoys me. I felt like she was more passionate about Sherman. Like, she was like, Sherman, I love you, baby. Sherman, Sherman, Sherman. And then Sherman was all like, hey, I don't know. They just don't have any, like, chemistry. But maybe they're doing that for the kids because the kids have been a bit weird. That's true. And they don't want to, like, freak the kids out. Totally. So they've got the new restaurant. I think that the – it was really cute scene watching the kids, like, go around, like, work. And and Giselle's kids by far are, like, the the nicest. Most polite, humble. So just, like – cool how's this work they randomly got plopped a restaurant and they're working in it and they're like cool this is awesome and they have you can tell they have respect for the workers who work there which is nice because imagine if you worked there and you're like like me a dish pig and then someone's like i'm just buying this for my daughter she's 13 she's gonna come in and and like shadow you and like because then she's gonna like pretty much own you yeah and then like you'd be like profits from this business like She'll get in her pocket, even yeah. though they're both really wealthy. And you're like, I earn but I $24 liked, a week. I liked that they put their kids there and, you know, it's not just like, hey, you just get to not just have this as a name. It's like, no, you're working. You yeah, know? the message was good. I thought it was really sweet. It was Same. a good parenting move. Um, I think that the the last scene was the craziest in this um, I'm nodding. Particular segment. This is my favorite scene, and I had no idea. Oh my I god! Kind of, I kind of by this point it was like maybe one minute to go, and I like ruled out anything dramatic happened. But it still delivered. So we, um, Giselle's dad is there. Um, Giselle, the kids, her dad, and Jamal are all in a booth together at this restaurant, and um, you know Giselle's telling Jamal when the kids leave that oh you know I told my dad that. We're trying to get the family back together and like he's super supportive. And Jamal was like, Great. I don't even know. Super unimpressed by Jamal's wooing of Giselle's dad, right? It didn't even feel like he looked at him. Like, I don't even feel like there was like direct eye contact. And I was saying to Chantel in the moment before we saw anything else that happened, I was like, 
what the fuck? Like this guy, like he's betrayed this guy's daughter. I feel like he should be begging for his trust back. Like, I feel like if it was someone that I was dating, I'd want them to be like, have a private conversation with my dad and be like, look, I know that I'm not your favorite person, but like. And can we just tell you something that I just thought of now? There's a little bit of me that's like Jamal is now like back with Giselle because Giselle's super famous now. Like she wasn't, she didn't have like the whole, you know, um, makeup line and all the fame before. Like I'm a bit like, I hope Jamal's there for the right reason. Yeah. Is the timing weird? Maybe. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. But like overall, like unimpressed with the way that he, he just was like, oh yeah, you know, it's good that we're back together. Like, and didn't really have a private conversation with Giselle's dad, given like Giselle's dad wasn't even at their wedding because of him. Mm. And that's um, quite a statement. Yeah. It's horrible. And Giselle's dad was like, oh, you know, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Then we're like, oh, the episode's done. What a great episode. But then we hear Giselle's dad in the bathroom. Bless him. Or like off with the producers. And he's like, y'all need to unmic me. Like that guy, I can't even handle it. Like they should not be together. Like he's got six or seven baby mamas. Which means multiple more kids. He's got lots of children. Like no father is going to let their kid like be around that like it was just crazy like it was and like it was it was just so i loved it because it just reminds me of like a granddad or someone who just has no idea of how like the mic works because like he i don't think he did it on purpose because he no, was super lovely he was like giselle. take the mic off and i just think he's too nice to even like he would tell giselle that before he told a tv show that but it's just it's obviously him. he's trying to keep giselle happy but it's like it's so sad that he doesn't feel that way at all but it was just also so real because it kind of validated all Kendall and I's like thoughts of being like, wait, Jamal's being really annoying and not really st-. like it was just like boom. Okay, yeah, like we he don't just like needs him. to give him more. Like he's yeah. not being Jamal good. needs to make more of an effort and stop being so cool and having like different colored buttons on his really cool suit. Just be normal. Totally. And he's got three daughters. Like, would he yeah. forgive anyone that did that to his kids? I don't think so. I know. It's always the way, isn't it? Anyway, that's why we left it. And then it was like next week. We get a bit of the aftermath. I think they're trying to get all the ladies together after this fight. Candace is a bit nervous. I think she goes to therapy. Monique, we see her kind of breaking down because the ladies are a bit like, we don't want to be around you. She doesn't really have much remorse. It's going to be crazy. I'm really excited. And I think we'll be ready to recap it again next week. Okay, guys, before we go tonight, we want to do our final top five at five. And as promised 3,000 weeks ago when we last did our <laughs> podcast, we are going to do, well, it kind of like it kind of came apparent to us that there are so many freaking Bravo celebs, Bravo celebrities that have had or have attempted a singing career. Yeah, so this week's top five at five is our top five favorite singers of Bravo. Chantel, do you want to kick off with your number five? Okay, so number five, I've done a tie because I'm being greedy. Yeah. My number five, fifth favorite singing career is Ashley Darby mm-hmm. and Melissa Gorga. Beautiful. Because, like, I both. They're both kind of like shit songs, but you like them. and Yeah, I love them as people and love, like, Mel Gorga had, like, a J-Lo vibe, like, you know, and Ash Darby, like, just tried her best. The coffee it was song. all for Michael and you know. I just, it broke my heart, but they were horrible, but I love them, you know, love to watch. Totally agree. Who was your I pick? didn't have either of them on my <gasps> list. 
Really? Yeah, no, Ashley Darby, no Melissa Gorga. My top five. Oh my God. My top five, my number five is Sheena Marie. Oh. Sheena motherfucking Marie. She's my number four. Oh, she? With her, um, uh, because we're good as gold. Because we're good as gold. Yeah, so I just think, like, and then what? She's like, can you freak, bitch? Oh my God, freak, bitch. Sorry, I, I just feel like her songs were iconic. She really gave it a red hot go. Did I think I enjoy iconic them? is the word. No, but would I like go see her sing them? Yes. Mm-hmm. She's my number five. So she was your number four? My number four, yeah. So she was your number, number four. four? Yeah. So my number four is Candace. What? Candace. Oh my God. Because not that I she's like, her. I mean, not that I know any of her songs, but I just love that she like randomly sings all the time. Like, I mean, I don't yeah. love it. I just think it's quite a thing that she's see, just I like, I hate it. I don't want to be here anymore. True. And she, I forgot we saw her wedding. It was really big and. Yes. Yeah. I think she sang to Chris. She did. Yeah. She's, she's in my top, she's my four. Interesting. Okay. Who's your three? My three is Lala. My three is Lala. No. Yeah. That's weird. I love, I actually really like Lala's songs. Me too. Like they're very catchy. Like I'm. let me know when I can walk with you, boy. And she wore those boots. Yes, that, from, um, that was great. Yeah, really catchy song. Turn the music loud, play around right here. Whatever and it is. I love, yeah, she goes like deep. She's like, <laughs> and I love that she has like all her like DJ feats. Like, oh, and then she's James got Kennedy. like her crew where she's, oh yeah, and they're all like, James is like, good job, but again, but to call me, to good job. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my impression. Okay. That's my impression I'm going to go home right now and listen. Let's record yeah, okay. a song. We're going to do it. Oh my God, so Lala's both of our number okay, two. Okay, so who's your number two? My number two is Erica Jane. Oh, she's my number one. Really? Oh, so then we must have the... So you're low end? Yeah. Oh. Ah! Of course. How could you be like, how many books do I give? Like, how could you like that less <laughs> than class? Because the man's just like... Her singing career has been such a shtick. That's true. I whereas know Erica, I mean, I love Erica, but like. But it's like Erica's just good, whereas yeah. Luan's like fucking insane. How many bucks do I give? What's the other one that I love? None. Not one. Zero. Zero. Um, Damn it. Come on. Expensive. Oh, yeah. It's, it's expensive to be me. So those, oh my God, so we had pretty much a very similar mix. Very similar. Who would you believe out? Because I had Kim on there from Atlanta. Yeah, Kim. Her Google me. Um, I think there was lots of other ones that I just can't remember. Let us know who your favorite was, please. Yeah, please do. Um, Maybe I'll do a wrap on the Insta. Yes, we'll do it for when we talk about mm. this new app being out. Um, next week's top five at five, we're going to do least favorite house husbands of all time. Too many to choose from. So it might be a Jim Bellino. It might be a PK. We don't know. We don't care. We only want to talk about it with each other. Mm. You guys can listen. I'm just kidding. We want to know. (laughs) We want to know what you guys think. We're super excited. We will be back next week. We will. With an episode. I know we had two week hiatus and you all were wondering if we'd ever be back. We're back. We're back. Don't you worry. And like, we're sorry, but we're going to annoy you. We're going to annoy the fuck out of you with more of our voices. And if you want to be further annoyed by our memes, please follow us on at oh bravo the podcast on instagram um and please you can listen to us on spotify itunes 
Yeah, or wherever you get your podcast from, none of our business. Yeah, we don't care. Yeah. Pornhub. <laughs> wherever it is. Leave We're us not a on little... there, I promise. <laughs> and if we are, give us a bad review because yeah. this is the least <laughs> porny thing we've ever done. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye.